this episode of Dante and the Church by Sean Hogan. During this episode, we are going to find out who Dante was. We're also going to narrow and focus in on what the book was about and what we can get from the book. Then we're going to go off that topic and then really focus on his vision of the afterlife and what, what his journey through purgatory, hell, and heaven really were. Then we're going to compare it to the Catholic Church by comparing their interpretation of hell, interpretation of heaven, purgatory. Then we're going to compare the angels and demons. And then we're going to summarize the whole relationship between Dante and the church. And through the evidence provided, it can be said with utter confidence that the book directly correlates with the relationship to God's teaching, especially in the subject of the idea of hell. who was Dante. Dante was an Italian poet who was born in 1265 and lived through throughout till 321. Uh, and he had kind of a weird life with Christianity, uh, with the Western Schism kind of being involved there, which was a real hardship in the church because they didn't know where the papal, where the pope, the papacy should be. So it was big controversy of if it should be in France or if it should be in uh, Italy, where he's from. And uh, one of the popes at that time, named Pope Boniface, really, really uh, had an impact on him and an impact on his writing because he did include Boniface in the eighth circle of hell. And we'll touch on that more. summarize the book here. Dante is walking in the woods, these dark woods alone, and he's lost. And he gets attacked by three beasts, and he obviously can't escape. And who comes to help him? The prophet Virgil. And Virgil decides to take him on a little trip through the nine circles of hell. And the first circle is, uh, is named Limbo. And it's with all unbaptized pagans. So people who don't really, who have multiple gods, don't really have a god, that's that, that's pretty much where you're going. And uh, their punishment in this circle is they have to live in an inter- in eternity in an inferior form of heaven. So one that is just not equal and will just never be equal to the actual heaven. The second circle is lust. And they are pretty much uh, punished by being blown violently in the back and forth by strong winds. And uh, what this what this is representing, really, is the strong winds are symbolizing the restlessness of a person who is led by the desire of fleshy pleasures. So this lust category really fits in with the, the hidden meaning behind uh, hidden meaning behind the strong winds as their punishment. The third circle, however, is uh, gluttony. So it's treating your body is pretty much what gluttony is and not respecting what the gift God gave you as your body. Uh, and for the for the punishments of the people who committed this act, uh, they're to lie in a vial of slush. And uh, it's always constantly raining, freezing rain on them. And it would just be it would just be cold all the time and really terrible. For the 
fourth circle of hell is greed. So everyone knows what greed is. Uh, and their punishment is there. there's these great weights as a weapon pushing in on their chest. And it symbolizes the selfish drive for fortune for their lifetime. And then, so the fifth circle is anger. And uh, they... Takes a trolley from across an ocean of where people are screaming and just wanting to get out, and the people on the boat, along with Dante, are stopped getting mad at themselves, but started getting mad at God from the anger for they have for themselves. So that pretty much sums up the fifth one, and so they're always just in a pool and they can't get out and they're screaming. So the sixth circle is heresy, which is claiming to be something you're not, pretty much. And uh, uh, they're condemned, and they always have to stay in fiery tombs. So that's what their punishment is. So the seventh circle is violence. So people who committed any violence. So there's one big name mentioned in this, and it's Alexander the Great. He is in the seventh circle of hell. And... So there's multiple punishments in this one. So there's a river of boiling blood and fire. And then in the middle, there's uh, there, the poet sees suicides who have been turned into trees and bushes, which are fed upon. So those like feed the people in that hell. And then there's a desert of burning sand and burning rain is falling from the sky to wreak havoc on the people there. And for the eighth circle is fraud. And this is where Boniface was mentioned by Dante about how uh, he convinces the Pope to step down and live a life more peacefully than being in charge of the papacy. And he is pretty much becoming the Pope wrongly. So that's what the fraud means here. treachery and this uh, circle is divided into four rounds of like terrible acts but all the residents are frozen in icy lakes so let's focus on round one and round four because they are the most predominant characters in uh in the ninth circle of hell so round one is called Cana, which is named after cain who killed his brother abel which really just it was the first murder ever committed and that is just terrible that that happened and everyone obviously knows that that would be bad and then the and then another person uh named here is obviously judas iscariot who betrayed jesus and uh he obviously which his betrayal obviously ended up to jesus's death and uh that is obviously pretty awful and that is why uh he is in the ninth circle of hell. So more about uh, Dante's vision of the afterlife. Uh, we just learned through his vision of hell, which was the inferno. Uh, but his visions through purgatory and and his visions of hell are uh, both uh, peculiar in the sense that they both have 
nine spheres. And in those nine spheres of purgatory, it is basically more of the the tinier sins and the it says that you must repent and you must uh, feel absolutely sorry for your sins and be one with God and f- truly believe in him for you to get into the just the beginning of the nine spheres of heaven and uh, in the once you get through the nine spheres of heaven and you see the ninth sphere uh, it, Dante said uh, that from a distance you can see nine circles of angels and in those middle of the nine circles of angels there is God and God is always ascending making him on top of everything else which means God is above and superior to everything else and that was basically his vision on more of the afterlife and through purgatory and through heaven So for different interpretations of hell, I'm going to try to figure out what high schoolers think hell is and what adults think hell is. And then I'm going to summarize all of what those people, what those people think hell is with what the church teaches about hell. All right, I'm here with Cameron Rain. She's going to give us his, uh, his quick description of what he thinks hell is. I believe hell is where the worst of the worst people go. It is not exactly where people go if they like sin a lot it's where people who have murdered and committed uh major crimes and sins and where they spend the rest of their life and what do you uh imagine hell as uh you know the typical fire everything like that where or it's like everyone's biggest nightmares so they have to live it out the rest of their life awesome thank you <laughs> okay i'm here with jenny schaefer and she's going to give us her interpretation of what hell is My interpretation is based upon what scripture says. Scripture says that a third of the angels were wiped down, which was Satan as their leader. And God had put a place that will encapture those angels as well as Satan. And those who do not put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will live eternally in this place which would be torment um, to the highest degree. And um, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. And I would want everyone to know Jesus Christ so they will be internally in heaven and live in God's peace. Thank you. So how does the church define angels and demons? So from, from the Bible... What role, then, do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. That's from Hebrews 1, chapter 1, verse 14. So that basically means that God made these angels to help us, help us get to heaven and be a better person. So how does Dante describe them? Dante describes them as these immaculate things that surround God and help us and inspire us to do better and to get to that main goal for the ninth circle of heaven and be by God. That's what Dante is trying to describe through, uh, through his writings. verse from the Bible about demons is 
But the one who indulges in the sinful life of the devil, because of the devil, has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was revealed was to undo and destroy the works of the devil. John chapter 3, verse 8. So that pretty much means that these angels are trying to tear down and destroy these evil beings, demons. And the one thing in this world that is probably the worst is turning away from God. And this is what the job of the angels are supposed to do, is to help us get to God. But these demons are bringing us away. And Dante describes them as beasts, as these, as these terrible things that, that wait for us and like insult us and hurt us. So that is what Dante's vision of these demons are. And the church teaches that they are the opposite of God and they want to bring us away from God. But our, our, always our end goal is to get to God. church teaches on salvation is that we have to fully believe in God. We have to fully believe that he is there. We have to be one with him. And then Dante's vision on salvation is that we have, is similar to that, that we have to fully believe, but we have to prove that we believe in some way to get to him, to get to that ninth circle, like in the book. We have to prove our worth to him and if we prove our worth to him, we can finally feel his glory and see his glory and be in heaven with him forever. And that is that is pretty much our main goal in life. So to summarize what uh, what I just said, we touched on who Dante was and his life and then we gave background info on his books uh like the inferno and then we we went in depth about how his vision of the afterlife is related to the church's vision of the afterlife and how it differs and then his we got people's interpretations of hell and what the church thinks about hell and then we, we compared the angels and demons, what the church teaches and what Dante describes them as. And then finally we summed it all up and tried to bring a happy point into how can we reach salvation and what we have to do to reach salvation in the end. And through the evidence provided, it can be said with utter confidence that the book directly correlates with the relationships to God's teachings, especially in the subject idea of hell. Thank you for listening.